What a first win of the year for the New York Giants. Big Blue down 20 to nothing at halftime and facing a potential 0-2 start to the season. Came out firing in the second half in Arizona and on the leg of Graham Gano, cap off an improbable comeback victory, 31-28. The Giants now 1-1 one one with San Francisco ahead in just a few days. We react to the win by Big Blue and the unfortunate Saquon Barkley injury. It's all coming up next on Blue Rush from the New York Post. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jones is going to pass. Looking for Barkley. Diving to the pylon. In for the touchdown. Jones throws, end zone shot, it's caught by Hodgins for the touchdown. Good hold, and the kick is through. The Giants have come all the way back for their first lead of the season. Dobbs lining it up, launching away. It is knocked down, and the New York Giants put together one of their biggest comebacks in 99 years of Giants football. From down 21 to win 31 to 28. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Should I say it 20 times for the 20 nothing deficit the Giants face? This is the Blue Rush Podcast, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. I'm the pod father, Jake Brown. It's been a while since you've heard me, and I'm here, of course, with the crew. We'll say happy Rosh Hashanah Lashana Tova to Paul Schwartz. So he is celebrating the holiday. But we have our two-time Super Bowl champion kicker, Lawrence Tynes here, NBL in the building, Brandon London. Wowzers. You know, I said with SMY guys the other day, this wasn't a must-win, but it was kind of a have-to-win scenario for the Giants. You did not want to go down 0-2 and then go play the almighty 49ers. Well, they got that message at halftime, Tynes. I mean, 20 to nothing. They rally. And they win the game 31-28. They beat the Cardinals in one of the more improbable wins you'll ever have. It's the first time since 1949 the Giants have overcome a 21-point deficit. Tynes, what a finish. What a game. What a second half after what was an unwatchable first half. Unwatchable. And when we introduce my man B. London, he is a Super Bowl champion as well. Let's not leave that out of the bio. That's my that's my teammate right there. Yeah. Anyway, tell of two halves, right? We were all tweeting at halftime, 60 to nothing and six quarters. And tell of two halves, five possessions, no points. 
a turnover in the first half. They scored on all five of their possessions in the second half, four touchdowns and a field goal. It looked to me, guys, and Brandon, maybe you know better than I do being an offensive guy. I could have sworn Daves was calling the plays in the second half. And I'm just guessing. I sent it out there in a tweet, but he had the big piece of paper in front of him the whole second half. He didn't have it in the first half. I'm thinking, and I'm sure the media picked up on that, and they will ask questions. We're recording this as the media has probably met with Brian Dable. I'm wondering if that was the case because they look like a completely different team. Thank goodness, right? We all had dirt on on them and and a headstone planted because it was bad. But credit to the Giants for turning that around. I mean, that was a gutsy, gutsy performance that can actually – help galvanize a team on a short week going into San Francisco. And when you say maybe Brian Jable was calling the plays, I think we went from a Ben McAdoo diner list type play sheet to I want to go with what works. I want to go. They say all the time, players, not plays. So there's no knock on Mike Kafka. We don't know what that was. But we just saw the Giants offense have some sort of rhythm. You saw Darren Waller. Get the ball. You saw Jalen Hyatt. You saw Paris Campbell. The guys that they brought in, the money that that you brought in to make plays, you saw guys start making plays and getting targets. That's the biggest thing. Daniel Jones was able to go after targets, and that's what Giants fans saw in that second half, and there's a reason why they came back and won that game. Pop father, what a bleeping game, bro. What a what a bleeping game. And Times, I want you to take us inside what happened at halftime. Look, what how did this table turn? What did it take? You've been on teams that, you know, have had big deficits at halftime. Is it a speech? Is it a, a change in play calling? Is it what is it that made them flip the script like that? Man, it had to have been just a check, you know, look in the mirror, guys talking to guys, right? Me looking at Brandon, Brandon looking at me. Guys looking at each other. The coaches can only do so much, right? Plays were out there to be made. I think even in the first half, Daniel Jones was not particularly good in the first half. I don't know if he was still skittish coming off that that Cowboys game. Um, New lineman in there, right? I thought, you know, for the most part, Evan Neal played great. Like, if we're going to, you know, kick him sometimes when he doesn't play well, he he made a big step forward today. Azudu, a left tackle, guys, a lot of credit there. McKeithen at right guard. Of course, Bredesen gets hurt and Glowinski comes in. But Glowinski was in for a lot of those touchdowns late at left guard. And, of course, our our draft pick, John Michael Schmitz, anchoring the center position. I mean, we didn't even hear his name. We didn't really hear Evan's name called till late. A little bit of a holding call there on that touchdown by Daniel. But, man, it's just guys looking at each other saying we're better than this and taking ownership of, you know, what they put on tape and credit to them, man. This is a resilient bunch. It, you know, they had a tough six quarters to start this season off and this will go a long way for them, you know, to put a little pep in their step for this week's practice. And then obviously a tough opponent coming up. Hines, when you talk about that six quarters, 60, 60 something nil, like we're 60, zero, zero goose, it, nothing. It takes a lot to walk into that locker room and, to have accountability. When we talk about like when a lot of people like go after teams and like a lot of people tweet or X about uh, a lot of like sports teams, I think the your casual fan doesn't understand that the athletes hold themselves to a higher accountability. There's accountability within those locker rooms. And I don't think that the casual fans thinks that when they tweet. So when you see something like that and they come back again, because remember last year against the Titans, they were down at the at the half. Think about a lot of the games where the 2022 Giants 
had to either come back or had to keep sustain some sort of small lead. They did it off of playing their brand of football. That's why they had hashtag our way on the T-shirts. So when you think about that, the 2022 Giants, in terms of mindset and not having penalties, not beating yourself, finally met the 2023 Giants in terms of getting the ball to the guys that you gave money to, the Wallers, the Campbells, the Hyatts. It happened, and it happened for a reason. It had to happen then going into a San Francisco on a short week on a Thursday. We got to address the elephant in the room here, guys. Saquon Barkley is hurt. And once again, you know, the Giants give him the one-year deal. You know, they don't agree to a long-term deal. And, you know, I know, Tynes, you've been on the fence about bringing him back. Should they maybe trade him? Should they have brought him back? What do you think of this? I mean, they're running out the clock here to get to that field goal. Graham Gano is playing a little bit banged up, and the Scotsman leads the Giants to a victory. Oh, reliable, but... Right leading up to it, it's hard to, you I mean, you celebrate for now, but now you worry, is it an ankle? Is it a high ankle? Is it a low ankle? But it's an injury that he's going to miss some time. And once again, Saquon, the injury bug has got him times, and, and you feel for him because he's he looked explosive out there. Two touchdowns today, was good in the receiving game. That's a big loss for them once again. Yeah, it, it definitely did not look good. I mean, even the original live view when he got hit, I mean, he got bent backwards pretty good. It looks like his foot got stuck underneath him. Hopefully it's a sprain. Um, hopefully it's nothing too bad. But again, we don't know. He has been banged up. It's unfortunate. Um, but you know, after seeing what they did today, I mean, listen, they're going to rely on the pass game. They really didn't run the ball well. I don't think they're going to run the ball well against San Francisco. Um, we know what the, we know what kind of defense they have. But again, I think they have enough. They've shown that they have enough. You know, LA kept that game pretty close today uh, until the second half with the uh, Niners. I I just think. Obviously, figure out what's wrong with Saquon. You've got Breda, you've got Brightwell, you've got Gray. They'll figure it out. Um, but naturally, I think this is a passing offense. Yeah, and the report after the game was uh, Saquon had an x-ray on his right ankle. He limped around the locker room, and it was a bit swollen. Clearly had some pain and discomfort. Obviously, yeah. concern and, and BL. Probably, I mean, spring. He's probably he's not playing Thursday, and we'll see uh, how, how much further he's out. But doesn't this play into the entire offseason narrative? This is why you didn't pay the running back. This is why you gave so much money to the quarterback. And I'm removing myself, not trying to be fandom, like anything like that. It's DJ time. It's DJT. It's DJ time. And what we saw is what we saw that first drive against the Carolina Panthers in the preseason. Everybody could be like, oh, it was just Carolina Panthers, their second team. They threw the ball the entire game. He hit Paris Campbell two, three times. Darren Waller, two, three times. Daniel Bellinger with the touchdown on that first drive against the Carolina Panthers in the preseason. This is what you set the offense up to be. You know, and it's like, it's no knock against a Saquon or, and we know what he brings. We know what he brings to this offense. And that's why I've always said there needs to be some sort of, uh, RB2 that we can trust a Namah Bradshaw and a, a Derek Ward, a Ruben Drones, a Danny Ware. Give me something like that, times to where we can feel good about the RB2. But this offense has been set up to where Daniel Jones can rock. And like you said, times Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, whoever's calling the plays, they have their Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. And every everyone else makes plays behind that. Yeah. I'm not going to diminish what, what Saquon brings to the table whatsoever. But again, it's the whole running back narrative. It's been 2022, 2023. Don't pay him. Don't do this. Look at the stats. Go 
turn the page, look at the stats from today's game. I mean, Daniel was nearly our leading rusher and obviously was clearly our leading thrower. He's the quarterback. But, guys, he had 59 yards on nine carries. Saquon had 63 on 17. I mean, this goes back to the playoff game when he had almost 400 total yards, right? Daniel had about 75 rushing and 320-something passing. This is who he is. It's why he got the bag. It's why he got the money. I'm not diminishing what Saquon Barkley is by any means, but I'm just telling you, I think Giants fans were going to be okay for a couple weeks. His future's in doubt. So you guys trust Brightwell, you trust Brita, and maybe a little bit of Gray to uh, get the job done. Ty, it sounds no, like you no, 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 no. Because at the same time, because at the same time, times like you still have to get them out of that one high shell. You still have to get them out of that eight man in the box. I love Daniel Jones, and I love what he's doing in terms of the progression and spreading the ball around to different receivers. But you got to help him with the run game. And I just haven't seen it from a Brita, from a Eric Gray is still young. And he, Brightwell, we know what he is. So I'm still just, I'm, I'm still worried on that aspect of it, not having just the same. But can you, can you tell me when the last time Saquon Barkley had over 100 yards rushing in a game was? Hearts are going to have to go to the research. We're going to have to go to the Thank you. No, no. See, so, so, but listen, listen. Uh, there's you, my, okay, there's, okay, there's the question. Okay. okay. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to be a, Smart ass here, no, 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 but, no. but we can't remember, right? We no. don't remember. Like, I'm not saying he vanished in the second half of the season, but that was the Daniel Jones show late in the year, guys. It, it just was. And and that's kind of what this thing is built around. We don't need a hundred yard rusher. I don't think people are, you know, crowd. Maybe they are crowding the box to some extent, but you got people that can take the top off a of defense like Hyatt did. That's going to open some things up. You got Waller underneath. You got Slayton, who was making a lot of plays today. I'm just not as worried as I would have been, say, two years ago, potentially. So, yeah, there you go. Week 10 versus Houston, guys. 2022, week 10. That was a long time ago against a very, very bad football team. So I would also like to, I would also like to know the stats. Thank you for for that, Andrew. Thank you for that stat. Oh, oh, oh Hearts, the man. Hearts I would eight. also like to know the stat of where Daniel Jones kind of balled out without Saquon Barkley. Like Daniel Jones had a big game without a Saquon Barkley, at least in the lineup. You know that presence. And with everything, with the running back not getting paid and all that, this kind of plays into the GM or, or or the NFL narrative of not having to pay them. But I'm just worried about not having that weapon next to him in a shotgun. Can they get that going? You know, that's my only thing. They're going to have to go prove it, right? Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good it's a good debate. Well, here's the worry. Daniel Jones in two games so far, guys, has taken a lot of big hits, especially against Dallas. Like, he ran nine times. I mean, without Saquon, you got to imagine against San Fran, he's running 12 to 15 times. He's going to hit double digits. And that's another, you know, great – I mean, the Cardinals were a good defense, but he had Dallas was an elite defense and San Francisco was an elite defense. So two times in three weeks, he's going up against top five defense in the NFL – and he's going to take a lot of big hits. And, you know, the O-line still has to improve. They had a great second half, but they weren't good in the first half. You know, we got to talk a little bit about the defense. A couple of costly penalties. Okereke, the, the penalty that, you know, that would have been a, a turnover. It could maybe become 2014. Instead, the game becomes, uh, you know, 27-7 or 28-7. That's a huge penalty there in that situation. And the, the defense had their moments. But overall, I think they got to be better than what we've seen the first two games times. I, I, absolutely. If you're Wink Martindale, you're going to have those accountability moments, uh, the, the meetings. Every time, uh, every when they look at the tape, 
to break down the tape from the game prior, they have these like accountability meetings to where you get to call someone, not so much call someone out, but it's like, Hey, you've got to do X. You've got to do Y because that makes the defense better. I think there's going to be a lot of that, but going forward, I see the defense being able to build off of this and make plays. You see that you're still at the end of the day, you don't know you got Saquon. You're still trying to figure out what your offense is going to be and have confidence in that offense. But times, like, as you know, like, there's a lot of defenses that they take it within themselves to win games. And we haven't – we're still seeing this 2023 Giants defense figure that out. Yeah, that defense was really suspect in the first half. And credit to Josh Dobbs, who's only been there for, like, three weeks. I mean – I'm going to give him a lot of props. That's hard to do. And they they were efficient. He moved the ball. They hit the tight end. There was too many busts. You guys saw in the TV coverage, right? There was Okereke running into a Dory in that slot. They've got to get that figured out because between McCaffrey and the tight end in San Francisco, holy cow. They're, you know, And, and that's what, that's what um, Shanahan does. He's going to create – all kinds of chaos in the middle of the field, mismatches, motions. They got to clean that up because there was too many free runners in the middle of the field, tight ends mostly today. And again, no sacks. And I know Wink's defense is not predicated on sacks. I get that, but it's predicated on pressures. O'Shane Zimenez had the exact same amount of pressures as Dexter Lawrence, guys. O'Shane Zimenez didn't play until the very, very end of the game. And I think some of those pressures were late when they brought him in in some of those prevent situations. They've just got to figure out a way – to get more pressure on the quarterback because they couldn't do it today. They're going to go against a superior offensive line uh, on Thursday night. But and, and the run game, you know, there was times James Conner, guys, he got going. I don't know how they got away from it, or maybe we we did buckle up in the fourth quarter. But James Conner was running at will against this defense, which has been a problem going back to last year. They've got to clean that up against this Niners team. But you know what? They found a way to win. I'm not here to 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 kind of harp on all the negative stuff, but those are the things I would like to see cleaned up on defense. But especially with that Saquon here, zero, you know, zero sacks, zero fumbles, zero interceptions. You got to get a few turnovers. You got to get this offense the ball back. And you, like you said, you got to stop the run. 29 for 151 for Arizona on the ground. That cannot happen. And you can't make Josh – good for Josh Dobbs, but you can't make Josh Dobbs look like a pro bowler out there. I mean, No, and, and if Josh Dobbs looks that good uh, with the run game like that, just think of what Brock Purdy is going to look like with the run game that they have and the system that they have. So, Tynes, you're absolutely right. Like, this is something – they were getting gashed up the middle, bro. Like, up the – and there's no – if you can't stop the run from – Did you see some of those plays I'm talking about where Dory was bumping in? Like, they kept – Missed. They kept leaving the letting them have a free runner. It was like they were banging into each other. They didn't know who to take. It happened two or three times on the film where they completely lost the guy and the guy ran free. It was usually Ertz in 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 a Cal Shanahan type offense with the motions and the flips and the close splits. They're going to put you in position to where if that communication is not there, then there's going to be a free runner. There's going to pick and all that. So yeah, have to get that cleaned up. The other interesting thing here with the defense, and, you know, LPG had a video of it, was Kayvon Thibodeau was by himself on the other side of the sideline. All the defense, everyone was together, and he was sitting by himself looking down, you know, nowhere in sight near the rest of the team. That's a bit concerning here because this is a guy who, when he's on his game, he's louder than everyone else. But when you have zero sacks and they're not doing much, he's a little bit quiet over there. So that's just something to watch for. It was interesting to see that little clip. I mean, there's context to that, 
I'm sure there's other things surrounding it, but him sitting by himself with, without being around the rest of the defense ties, that worries me a little bit. Uh, I, you know, listen, I won't look too much into that. That's just internet hyperbole. I, I mean, he could have been tired. I don't know how many snaps uh, Kayvon played today, but I, I know he plays with his hair on fire and he he's always, you know, given a hundred, 110% effort. So there was a lot of pass rushing late in that game. Maybe Kayvon was tired. So I'm not going to look too much into that. I mean, he holds himself to a high standard. I know. I mean, I, I think Kayvon's going to be fine, guys. I know people are kind of panicking because he doesn't have sacks, but people need to understand Wink's defense is not predicated on sacks. Go back and look historically on those Ravens defenses. It's not. It's a pressure outfit. They want you to make mistakes and throw like kind of like the Pinnock play that got called back when Okereke tackled the, the tight end in the middle of the field. That's what Wink wants. He wants the turnovers because of the pressure. Do we see enough pressure? No, 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 certainly not. Absolutely not. But again, they were running it so well. Again, I think it's it's they got to clean up that part because that's been an issue since last year. They've got to fix this run defense. And it's, it's in the middle of the field. You know, they gashed them early on the outside some, um, but it's a little bit of everywhere. They really need to fix that because, you know, Kyle Shanahan will come out Thursday night. He may run it 60 times. He will do that. Easy. And and people get mad because they say, oh, yeah. it's, it's like when he'll do it. Forty offense, it's all stretch. It's all stretch. And for those who don't know, zone read stretch. They're trying to capture that outside, and you got CMC. Absolutely, you're trying to capture that outside. But I, I'm going to play into the. This is a little concerning when it comes to K Bond being over there off his uh, on his own. I guess I'll bite the cheese when it comes to that. Could he have just been getting water or just doing his own thing? Yeah, but I want to see him take that next step. I, he is so dynamic. You see his athleticism and practice, individuals and what he does. This is someone you want to see get going and be a force for this Giants defense because if he's not a double-digit sack guy, this Giants defense is going to suffer when it comes to not only the pass game, but possibly the run game and all as well. So I'm not going to look into it. I'm just hoping they can get the double digits as a team because right now they have zero through two games. Talk to them. Talk to them. And listen, I don't want to to create a narrative here. It's just a clip. So we're not saying Avon doesn't get along, but it's an interesting clip that I figured I would bring up. Yeah. Um, in that situation, 24 unanswered points to complete the franchise's largest comeback in the Super Bowl era. The Giants win probability was as low as 4.7 percent with 38 seconds left in the third quarter. And like I said, first time since 1940. Yeah. I wonder how many people bet that. Listen, I, I bet somebody every, bet it. I said every team today to kick a field goal. Graham Cano capped it off to win nine hundred five dollars. So thanks to Graham Cano, nine hundred five for Jake for paying half of my rent here in New York City. Uh, Sizzler is on me tonight. That Sizzler, is, baby, right? West of Sizzler. Sizzler. Is this our new uh, take over your travel? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, Paul's missing out on the dance. Paul, Mister Butter. What do you say instead of Gunna? He said Gumma. 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 But so then he says, gonna, but he first gonna. initially he he tried to backtrack a little bit because he said butter, and then he said, "I wasn't it butter or something like that." And then I said, "No, no, no, but, no you, Paul, said you, you, you said butter." He, he said did. gumma he, and butter. That's that's he hit Paul's us with that hard day. <laughs> Paul's a beauty. Where is he? Oh, God. Just, movie nutty. Hey, Paul was doing this at halftime with his paper. Rip, rip. He had yeah. a story written. He had everyone had the Giants buried, which. That, that is a writer's numbers. disaster and a fan's writer's you know, disaster. They love it. Let's, you know, let's close it with the state of the team right now. You know, they end up losing this game. They're 0-2 going to San Fran on Thursday. 
I think Giants fans are jumping off a clip. But now one and one, you, you maybe suffer with a loss Thursday. You never know. Saquon injury. Times. Let's start with you. What is the state of this one and one team with an injured running back? Where are they right now? Confident. Wins give confidence. Plays give confidence. You play like that in that second half of a ball game. It gives you confidence. I don't care who you're playing next week, Thursday night, short week. Confidence is everything in this sport. So they will be confident. Is that going to be good enough to win the game? Who knows? Obviously, the Saquon Barkley injury hurts. He's a good player. But next man up mentality. The NFL is really about depth, right? How do you guys sustain these periods where starters are out? That's the NFL in a nutshell. Do you have enough depth? I think the Giants are much better off this year depth-wise. We saw it today with McKeithen and Azudu getting in there and playing and playing well. So I'm confident. I mean, they should be confident. They just won a game in the National Football League after being down 21-0 or 20-0, excuse me. If you're a receiver and you're in that receiver room, what were we doing? What like trap, something trap. And it's it? and, it, and it's not like you're happy that Saquon's hurt. You're just happy to the fact that where it was like, we've been talking about this for two weeks. We can make plays, throw the rock. Daniel Jones got paid. We're the receiver. Well, I'm Jalen Hyatt. Paris Campbell Ooh, showed up. We didn't talk enough about him today. My Sterling God. Shepard had a, had a big catch or two. Darren Waller showed his worth. Hashtag Waller's a baller. Let's throw the rock now. And if is if there's anything, tell me if I sound crazy for saying this. The receiver mindset now is you don't have to pay the running back. Spread the ball around. Throw the ball. You've paid who you had to pay. Get us the rock. And now going into a, a San Francisco game at San Francisco, you got Jimmy Ward, you got all of Warner, the linebacker. Let's just dink and dunk it, and then we'll go over the top when it's time to go over the top. Giants receiver room right now with uh, head coach, uh, well, not receiver coach Mike Grow, who used to coach with my dad, play with my uncle at UVA. They're ready to throw the ball, and they're ready for the challenge. And I can't wait to see that on Thursday. Yeah, I think it's important. You just saw positivity from the offense. It took six quarters for this offense to do anything. And for him to spread the love across, you know, all the guys, like you said, to the highs, the Waller, Slay, and Hodges, Campbell, and Shepard, and Saquon, like, it was nice to see him spread the love around because that's what this Giants offense was built off. Last year, we saw all the unsung heroes that they had, like in Isaiah Hodgins. And now, it, you know, it was only one half. You got to play a complete game on Thursday to beat the Niners. But I think just the the love spreading. We love to see the love being spread on that offense. They're going to have to do a lot of it without Saquon Barkley. Well, we'll close with a quick nugget looking ahead of Thursday. You guys will have the Blue Rush preview uh, podcast coming Wednesday. But at times you want to give a quick 30 on, on the tough test ahead against San Fran. It's a tough matchup for sure. I mean, obviously what they have explosively on offense, all those playmakers. But – don't underestimate the power of confidence in this league. Jalen Hyatt, he doesn't care who plays defense for San Francisco. He's young. He's just going to go ball. The offense moving the ball the way they did the second half. We'll give them a shot. Listen, it's a tough, tough task. But again, one they can win. It's the NFL, guys. Anyone can win on any given Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Looking much more forward to the game now with a win, right? 0-2 would have been disaster. We all would have went in there thinking, no way. They can't move the ball. But there was a positive sign there in the second half. Absolutely. And mine, I think, forget Friday night lights. Let's get ready for Thursday night lights. Let Daniel spin. Forget let Booby spin. Let Daniel spin. They, they, they questioned this man on why they gave him the bag. And Daniel Jones has handled this in the complete Eli 
as Eli as you can handle it, where it's like he was talking to Kay Adams and he was like, oh, I was still in the game. That wasn't my thing. I wanted to play. He He's handled this thing like a true professional, like a true manning in that sense. Let Daniel spin. Let him go out there, throw a quick game for quick throws, get the ball out, let him throw down the field to the receivers that he has, and then let him throw the possession routes to the Paris Campbells and the Darren Wallers and all those guys. Hashtag let Daniel spin Thursday night football. She showed the haters, you know, that's why I got the contract. You know, don't look at what happened week one. This is what I can do. Watch me work. And, you know, one of the funny questions, I, I don't know why this is going around, but that Kay Adams asked Daniel Jones was, how often do dudes think about the Roman Empire? Personally, I never do. I don't know. Do you guys think about the no. Roman Empire? That's apparently like a trend going around. Of no. Dudes think about the Roman Empire and Sparta. Lawrence, you never think of that. No, it brings back horror stories of high school English. No. <laughs> yeah. The right. Roman Empire. Wasn't that a series of our time in high school? Didn't we talk about it? Yeah, I don't know why it's become a topic now, but she asked him that, and he says he thinks about it once or twice a month. So Daniel thinks about it here and there. Well, right now he'll think about the San Francisco 49ers defense, and Lawrence, Brandon, and Mr. Paul Schwartz will be back for the Blue Rush Preview Podcast. I believe it will drop a day early before the game on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. We'll be back with a post-game show on Friday morning, but until then, let's close out the show next with the Scotsman. Hey, it's daytime shoot out here. Tell me, got the dub in AZ. Yes, sir. We back. We here. Let's keep it going. All dubs, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And that says cheerio to episode 150 of the Blue Rush wedding podcast of our New York Giants from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. Lawrence shows are always fun or more fun when the Giants win the football game. It could have got ugly on this program if they were to get blown out. You would have had us yelling like this. Well, I had, after halftime, I had to go retrieve my bloody shovel because I buried those bloody giants. They were dead to me. Holy cow, Daniel Jones. Subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch full episodes by subscribing to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Just follow the Blue Rush playlist. Give us a wee thumbs up and comment below. How do you feel now about this Giants football team? For Brandon London, Jake Brown, and Andrew Hartz, I'm Lawrence Staines. We return for our Blue Rush Preview Podcast Wednesday. What's the words there? As we look ahead to the Giants matchup against the bloody 49ers. Thanks for listening to the Blue Rush, folks. Cheerio!